budget program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Sacramento Police calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 88. All officers not at present on duty report to headquarters to participate in a manhunt for two escaped San Quentin convicts. That's all. <laughs> telegram for you, friends, is from San Diego, California, and it reads, quote, congratulations. Now all San Diego County police cars, fire engines, and emergency motors are powered exclusively by Rio Grande cracked gasoline, unquote. And that's not all. Just before the San Diego telegram was received, we had official notification from the city of Bakersfield that Rio Grande cracked gasoline has been adopted for Bakersfield police cars after competitive tests with other gasoline. It was only a week or two ago you heard us announce that Phoenix, capital city of Arizona, was using Rio Grande cracked gasoline for all emergency cars, profiting from the example of Maricopa County, Arizona, which has been using Rio Grande cracks in sheriff's cars for many months. In previous broadcasts, we have read to you a long list of cities using Rio Grande cracked gasoline exclusively. An impressive list that includes Fresno, Berkeley, Oakland, and Los Angeles, which have used Rio Grande cracked gasoline exclusively for years. Rio Grande has been awarded these city contracts not because of price or politics, but because Rio Grande cracked has proven by actual tests to give greater speed greater power, and greater mileage per gallon than uncracked gasoline. What better evidence can you ask to convince you that Rio Grande Cracked is the finest gasoline you can use in your car? And now it is our privilege to introduce Chief William H. Hallinan of the Sacramento Police Department, who will speak to you from station KFBK in Sacramento. Chief Hallinan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, the Sacramento Police Department is proud to join the roster of law enforcement agencies whose work has been dramatized on calling all cars. In introducing my department to this great radio program, I would like to assure all those within the sound of my voice who may be planning to break the law that crime does pay. Crime pays with big dividends. Crime pays with the coins of misery, of penance, of long years behind iron bars, of poverty and disgrace. And for those who really embrace the crime to its fullest, who commit the supreme crime of murder, for them, crime has the greatest payment of all. Death on the gallows. A wriggling, 
grasping death for the servant of crime. Up 13 stairs and down one. Through a little trap to eternity. That is the payment of crime. Any of you who think it is worth it, I invite you to break the law. Make one false step and the police will be looking for you with a vigilance that never lags, with an alertness that never sleeps, looking for you constantly to award you the rewards of crime, which is punishment. Don't forget, don't think for a moment, the crime doesn't pay. All you who desire unhappiness, imprisonment or death, I invite you to embrace a life of crime.
picking up an old second-hand car, the two boys head west for Tanko's brother's home in South San Francisco. They make a connection with a bootlegger and manage to pay expenses by making deliveries for him. Then one day in San Bruno, California... Hey, boy, that was a boulevard stuff you just went through. Ah, oh, what of it? There's nobody out this end of the town, no traffic, no houses. Oh, yeah, that's what you think. That motorcycle cop back there is following us. Yo, kid, well, I'll fix him. What are you going to do with that gun? You can't let him catch us with this load of booze. Yeah, but pulling a rock. They catch us, it ain't no reformatory this time. It's a big house. That got him. He's bit the dust like a redskin. Turn around. Let's make sure I bump him off. Oh, but gee, that's listening. There ain't nobody out here. Come on, swing around. Get out your get. What for? I'm going to make sure he's dead. Let him have it. Go on, let him have it. Well, that ought to take care of him. Hey, Joe, here comes a car down the road. Let's get going and step on it. Listen, Tanko, we got all we want on you. 
A witness took down the number of your car. When we found the car, we found your brother's address in it. Your brother's got an alibi, and you haven't. You shot Keith Meehan. You can't prove it. You'll never get me to say it. Well, McNally? Paul just confessed. Good. What? Here's his confession with his signature at the bottom. Look for yourself. Why, that thinking squealer. If I could get my hands on him. My pal. Trying to throw the rap onto me, is he? Well, how about it, Tanko? Looks pretty bad for you from what Hall says here. Yeah? It was just as bad for him as it is for me. Okay, I did shoot that bull. But Hall emptied his get into him, too. Go ahead and put me in the big house. And if you do, you'll put that pal of mine there with me. During the trial, when they compare notes, Tanko and Hall realize how they were duped into a confession by stratagem. All rancor disappears between the two, and they pledge themselves to assist each other to escape at the earliest possible moment. On November the 11th, 1923, they are sentenced to San Quentin for life. That afternoon on the ferry crossing the bay to the penitentiary. Listen now. Look like you were watching them see you. Listen to this plan. Okay, go ahead. The fog's coming in fast. There's a chance we can make a break for it. Are you game? Sure. Okay. It's about 15 feet from here to the railing. When the sheriff's back's turned, we rush the railing. Oh, jump out as far as you can and then swim like the devil. Oh, it's a long chance, Joe. I know it is. Better than a life in stirring. Sure. The sheriff's moving down the deck now. He's talking to someone. Stop it. Let's go. Hey, Tom, you're fucking to lose? Hey, what is this? What do you guys think? Hey, you let me go. Get out of my way, you big black fucker. Hey, will ya? Yeah, that'll quiet you for a while. How about you, Hall? You want to taste this pistol butt, too? Hey, you win. Now, just what's the big idea? Oh, John, me don't want to go to the big hot. Nobody does. But they don't think about it until after they've pulled the trigger. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. We ain't gonna stay there. We'll get out. You just wait and see. It's okay with me, kid. Only I'll warn you, if you do get out, you'll go back. Well, it won't be to Quentin. It'll be to Fulton. Led to their intention of escape, Sam Cohen Hall spent 18 months in the penitentiary plotting their getaway. Finally... During the rest period on an April morning, the two meet for guarded conversation. Meet for guarded conversation. Everything was up. I'm talking about this, anyone, have you? No. I thought people were lying. A couple of cracks in the other day. Travel faster than just the two of them. I'll stay. I'll do better this time. Boy! Go on, Shinny up there. Fasten that rope so we can get down the other side. The ominous wail of the San Quentin siren is the call to arms, which mobilizes for any county law enforcement officers into a huge posse. 
ferries are watched. All train and bus traffic are closely scrutinized. Highways are blocked and motorists questioned. But San Cohen Hall managed to elude the dragnet. Five fruitless days of searching elapsed. And then on April 12, 1925, in a clothing store in Petaluma. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What can I do? Pick him up. What? what? Please don't shoot. Don't shoot. Strange, got nobody. You can see for yourself. I ain't taking him two dollars. We don't want nobody. We want a couple of suits. You pick him up, boys. Okay, suits? Why, you didn't even suits. Have you never seen prison denim before? We're escaped. We've got to change our duds quick. Are you the two who got out of San Quentin the other day? That's right. Hey, I got a couple here that looks like a fit. Okay. I'll keep our friend here covered. Hurry up and get into your new clothes. Right. Hey, there's no gun you got in your hand. It's a piece of lead pipe. What's the difference? I can beat your brains out of this just as easy as I can blow them out of the gap. So don't start getting any ideas. Oh, don't hurry. I won't. Two days later, in a general store in Healdsburg. You got any revolvers here? No, no, but we got some nice rifles. Let me see them. Tell me want to do a little rabbit shooting. Uh, yes, sir. Now, here's a very fine rifle. Yeah. That looks all right. Got any shell for Oh, yes, right here. Loads like this, don't it? Yes, that's right. And you slip the shells in there. That's fine. Now you can stick up your hands. Oh, uh, hard. No, hold up. Okay, boys, stuff some of that grub into them sacks. You, mister, unload your cartridge. Uh, I haven't much money. Now, look we'll here, boys. Uh, we're hungry and we're broke, uh, and we ain't any humor to be argued with. I'll sell out quick. Two days later, Tan Cohen Hall robbed two men on the outskirts of Sacramento, and then on April 18th, they enter a second-hand store in Sacramento at a moment when no one is present but the proprietor, H.J. Litzberg, and the clerk. Yeah, hello, boys. You advancing something? Yeah. Pick them up. Yeah. Now, boys, you must be fooling. Hey, switch for that door, Joe. No, we ain't fooling. Oh. Two murders that got on it. Oh, shut up, boys. Empty that register fast. Later in the day, police find the fugitive's car abandoned in Oak Park. Reports come in from a wide area surrounding Sacramento. And Cohen Hall are said to have been seen in Placer County in Newcastle. They are reported in the Bumbago Mine Bottom. A posse bottles up the canyon, but the few fugitives managed to escape. For days, authorities comb the countryside. At Auburn, the two desperados again elude the police. Then, on May 5th, near Colfax in Placer County... You sure the mail comes through this back road? Sure. I tell you, I hid out here yesterday and watched it go by. There's a car coming out. That ought to be the mail. It's about due. It is. Come on. Stick up your hands. What do you want? Stick them up and come down out of that truck. Uh, uh, hey, this is uh, yours, mail. I don't care what it is. We're taking it over. Oh, you, you fellas must be the two convicts that escaped. We are. Well, you won't get far because the woods are full of deputies hunting for you. Oh, yeah? Put that gag on this guy, Floyd. He talks too much. Oh, oh now, listen, boys. Don't do this. I, I Shut up! Oh, I'm tired, tight. <laughs> now, you got some of that rope? There you are. Okay. I'll just toss him up good. You take his feet. There. They won't get far with those, Nick. I learned them when I was a Boy Scout. <laughs> Fine Boy Scout you must have been. Yeah, he threw me out for smoking. Hey, what do you say? All the way to bump him off? No, I wouldn't. There ain't no sense in having too many murders against us. What's the difference? We got two, we might as well have a lot. You can only hang one. But we ain't gonna hang. I'll say we ain't. 
Dollars. No use in bumping them off. Let's just shove them over this bank. He'll probably conk himself on those rocks down there and go to sleep for a while. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. oh shut up. Come in, boys. Oh. There he goes, like a sack of potatoes. Okay, let's get this meal truck out of here. Yeah, here comes the car around the bend. It's the first one in a couple of hours. Yeah, that's the main truck. Boy, I can sure get a bead on it from here with this machine gun. Yeah, but you don't want to shoot up the U.S. mail. You're looking for those two convicts. Well, still and all, if it was them two convicts, I could sure stop them in their tracks. Hey, there's two guys in that truck. Are you sure it ain't them? Uh, I tell you, I see these two convicts. That's the reason they tore me in as deputy. Yeah, that's the mail driver and some guy's breaking in, I suppose. Well, it's sure too bad it wasn't Tanko and Hall. Because I had him dead to right. Now, you see, when I get the stock of this rifle sawed off and cut a slot in it for a strap, we can carry him under our coats like a shoulder holster. You sure are smart, Joe. Sure I am. We've been ducking these puppies for a month. Yeah, it was a great break finding this cabin up here in the hill. Yeah, and it was a break to find this other rifle in the cabin. Now nobody's going to stop us. What is that? Sounded like a shot. Another puppy, I'll bet. Some dumb deputy shot his gun off. Come on, let's cram. Well, we ought to leave my note of thanks for warning us. <laughs> With the hills alive with posses and their pictures and descriptions plastered in every public place, Tan Cohen Hall's chances for escape grow slimmer. Nevertheless, it's a couple of days before the next development when late one afternoon, Detective Captain Hallinan of Sacramento receives an excited telephone call. Detective Bureau, Hallinan speaking. This is Cole Frost. I'm arrested. My place is yours. Yeah? Those two head hunters are they did. Which way were they heading? They, they stole my car and they started towards Sacramento. They come in here out of the room and dragged my wife and me and tied us to the bed and then, then they cooked themselves food and stole my car. Thank you very much, Mr. Farrell. You stay right there and I'll send some men out to look your place over for fingerprints. Yes, sir. I'll wait right there. Robert. Go out to the ranch of Paul Farrell between here and Auburn and find out what you can about those two cons being there this afternoon. Thompson. Yeah? Take a detail of men and patrol the road from Auburn. Pick up a 1922 Dodge touring car. License number 159837. And watch your step. Tank on holler in the car. Yes. Wait a minute. Yeah. This might be something. Detective Bureau, Hellerman speaking. Say, I just saw a guy who looked like Tanko going into a theater over here. Where? Uh, it was at the postal theater, you know, the one run by the Japanese. Okay, thanks. Go ahead, Thompson, and look for the car. Right. Steve. Yes, sir. Go to the Toko Theater and surround the place and take down the customers. I just got to tip the tank on hauler in there watching the show. Okay. Now, look here, Mr. Kokomoto. All I want you to do is to stop the show and turn up the lights. Oh, not on the standing seat. Now, we're trying to find a couple of escaped convicts, and they're in your theater. Oh, not on the standing. Uh, what are escaping convicts, please? Listen. We're policemen. Oh, yes? 
I know him, policeman. Very fine fellow. Well, oh, come on. Turn up the light. Oh, customer, not liking rights. Come on. Listen, uh, we ain't got time to wait. You turn up the lights or I'll arrest you. Oh, oh no. Not arresting, please. Well, then, turn up the light. Oh, oh, not understanding what I do. Are you coming this way, please? Every modern weapon in their war on crime. A 
and police departments of the largest western cities have been first to adopt the faster, more powerful gasoline produced exclusively by Rio Grande's patented cracking process. Wherever it is sold, Rio Grande cracked gasoline powers more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment than any other brand. Why? Because it is made by the most elaborate and expensive process in the finest cracking plant in America. Give your car Rio Grande cracked gasoline and get police car performance. Sacramento police calling all cars. Attention all cars. A cancellation of broadcast 88 regarding a manhunt for escape convict. One escape is now in custody. The other is dead. That's all. 